Well, good morning again, Croydon Jubilee Church. Uh, my name is Neil. For those of you who don't know me, uh, I lead the team of elders that lead uh, the church uh, that makes up Croydon Jubilee Church, all of the people uh, who gather in this place. This is Selston Hall in South Croydon. Uh, and, uh, and I lead the church, and it's a privilege to do so. And, um, and it, I can't believe that we're in February 2021 already. You know, I can't believe that it was almost a year ago that I brought my first vision series to Croydon Jubilee Church. You know, because it just, it feels like only yesterday that I was telling you that our aim as Croydon Jubilee Church is that we will be a people who encounter God and impact our world. That we would be a people who make that our aim, that we would encounter him and that through encountering him that we would impact our world. I told Croydon Jubilee Church that we're going to aim to do that by giving, by growing and by going. I said that we were going to give of our time and of our talents and of our treasure. I said that we were going to go in person and in prayer and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I said that we were going to grow in love and in maturity uh, and in unity. I, I don't know. I used to be a teacher, not an advertising executive. I don't know if that's a good catchy slogan. It excites me. It excites me to think of the possibilities of a people living like that, whose aim is to encounter God and impact the world, who are thinking, I'm going to be someone who gives and goes and grows. And, and, and I think God will do something in me as I do that. I think he'll do something through me as I do that. And today I get to speak to you on the topic of generosity from the book of Proverbs. And so I think about that giving. This is, this is a key part of who we're going to be. We're going to be a generous people. We're going to be a giving people. That as we give, that we will encounter God. That as we give, we will impact our worlds. We're going to be a generous people. But you know, I struggle to get my head and my heart right uh, in order to be able to bring this message to you today. And that's for a couple of reasons. Firstly, I don't feel very generous. I don't. I wish I could give more. I wish I was giving more than I am. And there's, there's grace in that. There's, there's giving in your heart. Uh, you know, giving what you've decided in your heart before God. And, and that's, that's good. But do you know, I have to confess, I'm your church leader. Do you know the financial step of faith I took in 2020? I bought a dog. You know, it's hardly kingdom advancing priorities, is it? I bought a dog. You know, I didn't up my giving like has always been my aim to do at least once every year. I didn't up my giving, I bought a dog. And you know, puppies aren't cheap. And feeding fully grown German shepherds isn't going to be cheap either. You know, it doesn't fit in the budget. But I said, no, I really want to do this. That was, my, that was my financial step of faith in 2020. But you know, in, in all seriousness, it's been an investment in ministry. It's been an investment in my relationship with Jesus. Every time that I walk Trixie out and about in the woods now, I'm praying. I'm spending so much more time in prayer 
and in fellowship with God because of Trixie, because we just go for walks, we just get away from it all. And I just spend time with God, with Trixie in the woods. And also, I, I, can't, I can't stress this enough, every week, me and Dave Tan walk our dogs together in Addington Park. I can't tell you how many people we now know. You know, we're on first name terms with a number of people. Dave Tan had this ball. Um, Dave Tan's one of our more evangelistically gifted members. He's got this, this ball that his dog doesn't like. And there's a guy that we, uh, that we talk to uh, at Addington Park whose dog loves this type of ball. And so Dave gave this guy this ball, a simple act of generosity. Here, your, your dog loves these balls. Mine, mine doesn't have it. I've got another one. I'll find it. I'll give it to you. You know, this guy opened up his lives to Dave and I. He's spoken to us about difficulties in his life. We've been honoured with this growing friendship because of our dog walking. You know, I'm talking to more uh, unchurched people every week because of Trixie than I have done uh, in ages past. You know, I'm, I'm really believing that God is going to use my having a dog for his glory and yet, I'm, and yet I struggle that actually that was my step of faith. The second reason that I've struggled to prepare this message today is because I think that a lot of us will be so ready to accept my first point that, that giving is, fine, is, is firstly or primarily a financial behaviour or involves some financial element that you might miss my call to living the, the holistic, generous life that I think Jesus calls us to live, that, that he modelled to us. Because generosity isn't just about money. It isn't just about our finances. And that's why I said that we would give of our time and our talents, as well as our treasure. You know, and, and I want to say straight off the bat, I, I'm, I'm not going to be... Uh, encouraging you to give more in this message today not more money not more finances I think you're an amazingly generous church I think quite literally we have only mentioned giving two or three times in the entire period of lockdown and and yet you've continued to generously give to sacrificially give to continue to keep the work of Croydon Jubilee Church going to continue to make it possible for us to plan for futures, to plan for opportunities where we will be able to put this theme of generosity, this thing that God lays on our hearts to remember the poor, to be generous in every circumstance. We're still able to plan for futures where we do that because of your generosity. However, I have been called to be responsible for your discipleship. And so it is important and I do encourage you to give. You know, I, I probably care about this much about the amount that you give. I care this much that you give. That you give is an important part of your discipleship. It's an important part of your faith in Jesus, that you trust him with everything, even the finances that he has blessed you with. You know, if you are not giving of the money that God blesses you with, you're missing out on an important part of your discipleship. You're missing out on seeing God uh, be faithful to you 
in financial provision. And also, do you know, I really believe that if you're not giving, you're also giving the devil a foothold. You know, the, the Bible tells us that money is a root of all kinds of evil. You know, one way to make sure that money hasn't taken root in, in, an, in an unhealthy way in our lives is to give it away. I don't hold on to this money tightly, I give it away. It's important that we, we do that. But you know, I, um, I think that actually that there's a, a different idol in our lives for many of us. I think we honour God with our money. I think we honour God with our finances. But I think that the way that we have gathered them, the way that we've become accustomed to working for them, uh, has at times led to a different idol to uh, take place in our lives. And that's the idol of our time. I think that we, uh, we make an idol of our time at times. Today, I want to encourage you to live generous lives. I want to encourage you to live uh, the kind of generous lives uh, that Proverbs calls us to. Proverbs is full of exhortations to generosity. It's full of promises of the rewards of generosity. You know, Proverbs 3 verses 9 to 10 says this, Honour the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. And it's, and it's not just Proverbs that encourages us to do that either, is it? 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 to 12 says this. It says, give me a moment. It says, where are we? Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you'll be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express thanks to God. You know, as believers, we are instructed to give. You know, it's, it's because of that passage in 2 Corinthians 9 that, that I'm, I'm, I'm of the opinion that, that 10% isn't, uh, isn't an instruction to us. It's not compulsory. It's a great aim. You know, I long for the day when and if I can give 10%, you know, and, and I pray that my heart at that moment will be saying, can we give 11 now? Can we give 12? Can we give 13? But I want to sound a, a note of caution here for you. Don't give in order to receive. 
Don't give in order to receive. It may be uh, that that is an outcome of generosity and scripture does seem to promise it. But I'm, I'm reluctant to be too bold in claiming that. And there are a few reasons for that, and I'll share two of them with you quickly. Firstly, I'm reluctant to be too expectant that as I give of finances that I will receive financial reward because only two books before Proverbs, we've got Job. You know, Job, we read in Proverbs, sorry, in Job 31, was a hugely generous man. He cared for the poor often. He was deeply involved in their lives. He cared for them deeply and in every way. And so you've got Job, two books ago, giving generously and, and getting hammered. You know, he, 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 I mean, yes, he was rewarded in the end. He got hammered and he was generous. And so you've got Proverbs here, promising, promising reward for generosity and, and in between those two books, we've, we've got 150 songs of worship. We've got the book of Psalms. And so we, we say, don't we, that, that, that as John encouraged us last week, when it comes to diligence, when it comes to generosity, uh, when it comes to financial security, our aim should be contentment. You know, that whether we are, uh, whether we are experiencing plenty or experiencing want, that we would still say with the book of Psalms, praise you, Lord. Lord, you give and take away and we praise you, Lord. The second reason I struggle with it is, is because of Jesus. You know, Jesus uh, left his heavenly glory, emptied himself, became nothing, and he was born as a child in a manger, surrounded by dirt and filth, and animals, you know, you know, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't the life we would have expected of our promised saviour, of our king. You know, when people came to him and said, we want to follow you, he said, go and sell everything that you have and give to the poor. You know, when people came to him and said, we want to follow you, he said, the birds have nests and foxes have holes. The son of man has nowhere to lay his head. You know, Jesus in the time of his ministry was homeless. You know, that isn't the life that we think of when we think of the financial blessings that we might get as we give of our finances. You know, when Jesus watched the, uh, the rich man and the poor widow giving their offerings, and he was watching, wasn't he? He was sat there looking at what they were doing, it, it was not the big amount that impressed him. It was the big trust. It was the believing him in the giving, not expecting a reward, not glorying in his generosity, but just trusting God. It was the widow that he, uh, that he uh, admired, that he called us to honour and to, uh, to copy. Luke 12, 33 says this, Sell your possessions and give to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven. And the purses of heaven never get old or develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it and no moth can destroy it. We read in Acts, don't we, that the early church did this. But I don't think this remained the case forever. 
you know, um, I want to read a couple more passages today. One, one from 1 Timothy that I'm going to read to you now, and then another one from the book of Proverbs. Um, so, so this is 1 Timothy uh, chapter 6, verses 17 uh, to 19. And it says this. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. I told you I want to encourage you today to live the truly generous lives that God calls us to. And I think that that passage that I've just read to you in 1 Timothy and chapter 6 gives us lots of clues about how we are to be uh, generous with our money. Now, I want to say as well, I don't believe that in this church or in the church that I know, that money is often an idol. I really don't. I think I've said this already. But I think our time can become an idol. We work so hard to get the finances that we need and want in order to honour God and in order to look after our families and indeed ourselves, that time becomes such a premium that we struggle to live this generous life that 1 Timothy calls us to. You know, the passage in 1 Timothy instructs us to enjoy our wealth. You know, no longer is the Bible saying, sell everything and give everything to the poor. Enjoy your wealth. It's a gift from God. Enjoy it. You know, be rich in good works. Always be ready to share. I, I, I wonder whether there is enough space in our lives, whether the margins are so tight in our lives that we struggle to enjoy the things that God gives us, where we struggle to be rich in good deeds, to be ready to share in every circumstance. I worry that we might be so busy that we don't have time to do that. You know, we long for real community, don't we? We long for relationships where we are loved and where we love in return. We long for those relationships. You know, they take time. They take effort. They take years of reciprocated generosity to one another. We, we want to see that, don't we? Let's make sure our lives are not so busy that we can't enjoy the good things that God gives us that we can't give in return to one another. I don't know if this is true in lockdown either, by the way. I, I barely seem to have a routine of any sort at the moment. I think the only thing that is concrete in my day is that I will walk the dog and that I will eat. And so I turn lastly today to uh, a passage in Proverbs 11, uh, verses 24 to 26, that's, you know, generosity is unavoidably and primarily, I've told you, a matter of money, but it's much more than that. 
I think that that passage I read a minute ago gives us a better way of thinking about generosity. And this is Proverbs 11, uh, uh, verses 24 to 26. It says this, Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. Here's a promise for you. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will be refreshed. When, when, when John chose diligence for last week, I knew that I was going to be speaking uh, on generosity. And, uh, and I knew that I wanted to end with this passage. This, this passage was shared with us uh, back in the old days when we could be together in one another's presence and when we could strengthen and encourage one another through the use of spiritual gifts. And, and Nick Harrison uh, shared this with us. And I remember it really impacted me. And it's a, it's, a, it's a proverb that I've remembered ever since, particularly that last clause that, that um, sorry, where are we? The, the last clause that um, those who refresh others will be refreshed. You know, that impacted me. And I hope that it impacts you too. There is a promise in it for us that as we live generous lives, that as we look to the needs of others, that actually in that will be our refreshment, our blessing. You know, Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive, didn't he? And this short passage in Proverbs ends in verse 26. It says this, people curse those who hoard their grain, but they bless the one who sells in times of need. If our time is a premium, if our money seems tight, if we would like to hoard for our own safety. Proverbs encourages us to even at those moments when it seems most reckless to be generous, to be generous. People bless those who sell in times of need. Now, brothers and sisters, we're not selling anything. What we have, what we've received, we give freely, even as we uh, received it freely by grace as a gift from God but we're in a time of need if we're going to live the generous life that God's calling us to that 1 Timothy 6 generous life that God's calling us to where we can enjoy every blessing that he gives us uh, and when we can be ready to be rich in good deeds always ready to share with others we need to set an example for people to follow I want to call you to consider Captain Tom this morning as he sadly passed away this week from COVID, having blessed us so much. He could never have believed that his simple act of walking around his garden would, would, would uh, be such an uplifting moment in this nation, nation's history, nor that it would raise over £32 million for the NHS he gave generously of his time. He couldn't have given £32 million himself. He gave generously of what he had. And it responded, it caused a response from so many. I was, I was particularly moved by the story of a five-year-old boy called, called Tony Hudgel, who, uh, who prompted by Captain Sir Tom Moore's uh, generous act, uh, resolved to do the same. And Tony, uh, as say five years old, 
He had been abused by his birth parents as a child and as a result had had both legs amputated. Only a year prior to uh, this moment in June 2020, he had received his prosthetic legs and he resolved that he was in the month of June going to walk 10 kilometers. You know, two thirds, I think it was a third of a mile a day he had to walk. His adoptive mum said that she uh, almost stopped him on day one, that he was in so much pain and it was so difficult on day one that she almost stopped him. By the end of June, he was almost running. Tony Hudgel was almost running. You know, Sir, 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 Captain Sir Tom Moore's generous act set an example. It called others into uh, that generous lifestyle. Now, I don't, I don't know if Sir Captain, Captain Sir Tom Moore, sorry, I don't know if he knew Jesus. I, I, I have a vague memory of a clergyman talking about him as if he knew him uh, in the school where all of his birthday cards were displayed um, when he turned 100. But I, I might be wrong. I mean, it could have been the principal. I don't know. Generosity is infectious. Generosity is infectious. As we live generously, truly generously, if, with everything, with our time, with our talents, and with our treasure, it calls others to generous lives too. And so that's my prayer for us. I keep praying things for us. <laughs> my prayer for us is that we would grow in generosity, that we would be generous with our time, our talents, and our treasure, and that in doing so, we would bring glory to God, that we would encounter him, and that we would impact our world with the generosity that he prompts in us because we love him, because he's worth it, because that's what he calls us to. I want to pray for you and then I'm going to uh, end. Please do join us on the Zoom call straight afterwards. It'd be great to see you, talk to you. Uh, let's give of our time together this morning. Let's encourage one another as we meet on Zoom. So yeah, please join me. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you have been so generous to us. I thank you that when we were dead in our sins, you sent your son. Lord, we don't deserve this relationship that we have with you. You have poured your love into our hearts. And so we pray, would you cause us to respond in kind? Lord, would you make us abound in all generosity? Lord, that we would be ready with every good work, always ready to share with others. Lord, that we would be generous with our time, our talents and our treasure. And Father, I thank you for Croydon Jubilee Church. I thank you for their generosity. Lord, would you bless them? Lord, would you bless them with everything that they need in every situation? And Lord, would you be storing up treasures for them in heaven? Come and have your way in our fellowship. Take hold of our hearts and make us a blessing to more and more people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. See you soon.